On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Sunday, January 23rd. Ian Cameron with you, ready to break down the Sunday NHL slate. We've got a five-game NHL card on tap, and we'll break it down for you, as we always do right here uh, on the Ice Guys show. Uh, looking forward uh, to the uh, slate. Uh, before we get into uh, today's card, let's, as we always like to do, uh, look back on what we saw last night uh, in NHL action on a busy Saturday. A lot of interesting results uh, the Buffalo Sabres, 6-3 win over the Philadelphia Flyers, a game that was just starting uh, as we were uh, finishing up yesterday's uh, sh- Saturday show. And uh, Martin Jones, folks, uh, as I said on Twitter, Martin Jones, ladies and gentlemen, there goes that man again. Not good. Uh, not good. Not good for the Philadelphia Flyers either. Uh, the struggles continue. The problems continue. They just cannot find a way to win a hockey game right now. Uh Snake bit, you know, they score goals. They give up too many. Uh, They actually play good defense. They don't score enough. They're just finding ways to lose every game right now. The Philadelphia Flyers and kind of like the rut, the Edmonton Oilers were in going into last night, but they are no longer in that rut. Let's give Edmonton credit. 5-3 win over Calgary. They finally showed a little bit of pushback. Finally showed a little bit of resiliency which has really been lacking during this losing streak. They showed a little bit of mental toughness, a little bit of courage to say, you know what? We can battle through this and we can find a way uh, to win uh, a game, even when things are sort of not going our way early on. And look, finally, Edmonton had a positive response. I mean, the game could have clearly gone off the rails for them after the opening period, 2-0 Calgary. And in once again, Miko Koskinen early in the game, kind of shaky. Um, but the Oilers turned it around. They got a terrific second period, uh, even though, you know, they were probably upset that they Calgary got the 3-3 goal in the final minute uh, of that period. They won't like that. Uh, but overall, it was just, there was pushback. You know, there was, instead of, woe is us, instead of, you know, folding the tent and saying, well, it's not our night, they finally showed you some pushback. They finally showed, kept playing their game. They won some puck battles, which drew some penalties out of Calgary which led to their power play, getting them back into the hockey game. That's the kind of stuff you want to see from a team that's struggling. You want to see some pushback. You want to see some resolve. Uh, and we saw that last night for sure from uh, the uh, Edmonton uh, Oilers uh, as they finally get on, back in the win column with a 5-3 win last night. And a great goal by Leon Dreisaitl. Fitting that he gets the game winner uh, last night uh, after you know he was in the eye of the uh, scrutiny uh, this week, 
uh, of course, with his little uh, showdown uh, with uh, Jim Matheson, the reporter for the Oilers earlier this week, that's got been played, of course, a million times uh, on various um, you know hockey shows. Uh, but nevertheless, it was an absolutely uh, much needed win for the Oilers, and we'll give them credit for a five-three uh, comeback win against Calgary. Now the question is. Can they build on that? Can they put a little bit of a streak together? It's what you always want to ask yourself when you see a team that has snapped a losing streak. We'll see if they're capable of doing that uh, moving forward. Uh, also yesterday, as we continue to look back on what we saw, Tampa Bay, uh, pretty easy victory for me. I took the uh, lightning in regulation yesterday. Uh, it didn't matter what you took. You could have taken Tampa Bay minus one and a half, two and a half, three and a half. Could have gone wild on the alternative puck line with Tampa Bay if you were that bold and you would have been paid handsomely for it. 7-1 to one beat down over the San Jose Sharks. Struggles continue for James Reimer. He got the start last night, and once again, not very sharp, not very good. He was actually a very uh, playing very well in net for San Jose up until the Christmas break. He's looked like a completely different goalie uh, since then. Tampa Bay lights him up, lights up the San Jose Sharks following a disappointing game for their standards the night before that 5-1 loss to Anaheim. Tampa Bay does what they typically do. They bounce back after a bad game. They did that last night, 7-1 over San Jose. Uh, really tough loss for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, they were up leading Minnesota most of the game. Uh, Minnesota ends up uh, tying the game with 2.04 to go. Kevin Fiala ties it. Marcus Felino with the uh, overtime game-winning goal uh, to take a 4-3 victory over the Blackhawks. Uh, it's just um, an unfortunate uh unfortunate loss here for the Blackhawks played a pretty solid game, but could not hold the lead and Minnesota coming back. And that's what Minnesota can do right now. They've always got the offense to never be out of a hockey game. They showed that last night four three win game does go over the total. And I did recommend that uh, on the show yesterday, Nashville four one win over Detroit uh, that over in that game. I liked it fell short, uh, expected a little bit more out of Detroit uh, in that game. Uh, kind of a flat performance from them playing on a back-to-back. Uh, Colorado, again, one of the – I think they actually did close as the biggest favorite this year in the NHL, or at least close to it, minus 700 uh, on the money line. And like I said, if you're a bridge jumper out there and you took Colorado, uh, this is just another reminder. Don't don't ever lay prices like this in the NHL. It's not worth it in this league. You know, it's a league filled of night-in and night-out events where – Teams can beat anybody on any given night. It doesn't matter what your record is in the NHL uh, as much, if not more than any other sport and any other league, you can always have a chance to beat your opponent. And for that reason, I don't think it's ever worth it in my mind in the NHL to lay minus 700 with anybody against any opponent. It's just not worth it. There's a likelihood you're still going to be biting your fingernails down the stretch of that game even with the minus 700 favorite. And man, were you doing that if you had Colorado uh, last night uh, in that game? Uh, Montreal ends up taking them to uh, overtime and Colorado with a 3-2 win. Let's give Caden Primo credit. Talked about how Montembeau's been really solid lately and did everything in his power to keep Montreal in a game. That was Caden Primo's best game of the year last night. And he's a guy that's been struggling a bit you know, for much of the year. So he kept them in it. Colorado beats Montreal 3-2. Uh, the Rangers pounding Arizona 7-3, and they were down 3-1 in that game at one point. Boy, did they turn that around. Seven goals, an outburst. And here we go again with Karel Vimelka. Some nights he's just stands on his head, and he's just 
lights out. You can't beat him. He looks like a brick wall in there. And then there's nights like last night where he's just getting shelled. So there's really been no in between at times for him this year in net for the Coyotes. But Rangers end up pouring it on, winning 7-3. One of the upsets of the Knights, uh, New Jersey uh, against Carolina, really surging Carolina team. But Devils with a 7-4 win, they snap a little bit of a skid uh, in that game. Uh, and the uh, not 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 at the finest defensive effort for sure from the uh, New Jersey uh, from the Carolina Hurricanes. Nice night for uh, Nathan Bastion. He scored uh, a couple of goals uh, in that game. Uh, Jack Hughes with a power play goal in the third period. Really a bunch of different people stepping up. It was a balanced offensive night uh, for the Devils. Michael McLeod scores a goal. Andreas Janssen gets on the board. Jesper Bratt, Pavel Zaka. So really good to see the balance from New Jersey and a nice win over the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, not a pretty night in net, obviously, for surprise starter Jack la 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 Fontaine for the Carolina Hurricanes last night. Uh, was not expecting that. And I was, I liked the over before him and I saw he was starting. I'm like, wow, what can we expect here? But obviously out of necessity uh, and it was just not pretty here for him uh, in that uh, game last night for the uh, Carolina hurricanes uh, in uh, between the pipes for them, uh, of course. And then on the other side, you had John Gillies in net for New Jersey. He was basically a journeyman goalie and Carolina got four on him. So the fact that that turned into a, Rather high-scoring affair, not overly shocking. Boston with a 3-2 win against Winnipeg. Really tough beat for those of you, including me, that had the over in that game. 2-1 after the first period for Winnipeg. Not a goal after that. Or, or I shouldn't say not a goal after that. 2-1 to one after the first period. You can't get over 5.5 for the game. So that was really tough uh, with Boston winning 3-2. And what was also very tough for me is who decided, let's go Let's go for the gusto with my best bet yesterday on the Ottawa Senators plus 170. Wow. I mean, they they played again. They played a pretty solid game. I think Washington got better and stronger as the game went. Ottawa was kind of sitting back and on their heels a bit second half of the game, letting Washington kind of start to dictate the play a little bit. Uh, but that was especially true in the third period, and that's what Washington can do. Uh, but again, Ottawa put themselves in a position to win a uh, two nothing lead. They can't hold it. They end up losing in overtime. So tough one there uh, on that one. Like I said, worth the bet. I'm, I don't have any issues whatsoever with making that bet. It was a solid bet. Good price. Just didn't get the uh, end result and the outcome we wanted. And you've got to be able to separate what's a good bet that loses and a bad bet that loses. That was a good bet that lost. And just because it lost doesn't make it a bad bet. I think that's the thing you've got to, Make sure when you're doing your daily post-mortem on all your picks and all your plays and all your wagers, you separate what was a good bet that lost from a bad bet that lost. You know, obviously last night in terms of a bad bet that lost for me, uh, that was, um, I'm trying to think, what was a really bad bet that lost for me yesterday? Um, yeah, Montreal, Colorado over. I'll put that into the bad bet that lost. I mean, that was really never close to going over the total in that game. That was a bad bet. You know, you didn't have a shot in that game. Winnipeg-Boston, that was not a bad bet. That was a good bet that lost. You have to separate the two because that's going to make you better as a handicapper and a better moving forward. you got to be able to distinguish, you know what? Bet lost, but how was the process? Was our thinking, did, did it play out in terms of our thinking and our logic going into that bet? All those kinds of things. So uh, very important to do that as a better is just don't assume that every losing wager you have is a bad bet. 
that's the bottom line. Make sure you distinguish between the two because there's going to be a lot of times you make a good bet, but you still don't get the winning result or the end result you want. Uh, all right, and the uh, one game we haven't talked about yet from yesterday, Toronto Maple Leafs 3-1 over the Islanders. I like the Leafs in regulation there. Sheldon Keefe read them the riot act for their soft and purposeless showing on the defensive end of the ice against the Rangers. They made up for it last night. Much better team defense from the Leafs. Terrific third period. They shut the shit down in the third period with that 3-1 lead. They played a very clean, very tidy, very sturdy defensive game in the third period. Got really terrific goaltending from Peter Morozik as well, who has not you know, started a lot for the Leafs this year, uh, has had some injuries. He hasn't been in uh, and available all the time. So he had a really nice night in net for the Leafs, and uh, Toronto gets the 3-1 win there in that one. All right, let's go to Sunday's card. We'll start with a game that is just about to start in about 20 minutes, 1 p.m. Eastern, Winnipeg Jets, Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh minus 230, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. A very tr- tough spot for Winnipeg. I mean, it's been a long road trip. They've been on the road, really, since the uh, early part of January. Now, they did have this road trip kind of split up. It's actually been, uh, I believe, let me see here, Eight games now in a row for the Winnipeg Jets on the road with this game this afternoon in Pittsburgh. But they did have that road trip split uh, in half. They played January 2nd, 4th, and 6th. And then they had a week off because they had a couple postponements. uh, And then they picked up January 13th. So they did have a week off after the first three games of the road trip. But since that week off, they've played four road games. This will be their fifth road game in uh, 10 days. It's a pretty grueling stretch through Detroit, through Washington, through Nashville, through Boston, uh, and now wrapping it up today against Pittsburgh. One and three in the back stretch uh, of this road trip for the Winnipeg Jets, and the only win was against Detroit. Uh, The good teams they played, no bueno for the Jets, losing to Washington, losing to Nashville, and again, losing to Boston yesterday. So you got this team on a back-to-back, 3 p.m. Eastern yesterday. Now they play a 1 p.m. Eastern start this afternoon in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, and now you got to play one of the top teams in the or red hot, most hottest teams, I guess you could say, in the NHL. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins right now have won four in a row, eight and two uh, in their last 10 games, uh, coming off a 5-2 win against Columbus uh, on uh, Friday night. Uh, Casey DeSmith got pulled very early in that game, and then they didn't give up a goal after that. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. So a nice uh, performance there uh, after a shaky first period. Not a great game against Ottawa, but good teams find a way to win when they don't play well. And they did that against Ottawa the game before that, 6-4. to four. Really the thing that I've taken note of with Pittsburgh is their team defense maybe not quite as good as it was early in the year. And I think now that they got everybody back, you know, they got a fully healthy blue line. They have Geno Malkin back now. They have all the ducks in a row at the moment, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They said, you know what? We're going to try to get our firepower back that we had in the heyday of Crosby and Malkin uh, a few years ago. And now when you look at what they can put out there, you know, with Crosby, with Malkin, with Gensel, with Brian Rust, who's back now as well. You know, we're seeing that Pittsburgh is starting to get a lot of their potency back uh, up front. Don't discount either Evan Rodriguez and what he's done. And and Jeff Carter can still uh, chip in offensively and Kasperi Kapanen, a streaky guy. He can go through a big slump, but he can also go through uh, a terrific run where he can get points in like five or six or seven or eight straight games. So this team definitely has the uh, firepower going right now. You look at these last three games for the Penguins, five goals or more in the last three games. Uh, It's been very impressive to see from them. No question about that. For the season, they're averaging 3.38 goals per game. At home, they're averaging 3.39 goals per game. But you break it down into the short term. And again, 
Short term means more than full season stats for me each and every day, especially now that we're into, you know, almost the halfway point of the season. You can't use full season data to make picks and make selections and make bets. You just can't. You got to look at short term. You've got to look at current form. You've got to basically extract that recency that's taken place, that recent set of data because that's really what matters more. And in the last 10 games, we see the Pittsburgh Penguins averaging 4.5 goals per game, which is way above their season average, which is 3.38 goals per game. So what that tells you is this Pittsburgh team, now that they're fully healthy, they're feeling it. They've got, you know, basically they've got their entire forward complement back again, and they are definitely making opposing teams, opposing defenses and punish them for it. Uh, Tristan Jari will be a net here for the Penguins. Uh, it looks like, again, other than Jason Zucker uh, and maybe uh, Zach Aston Reese might not play. It looks like he's out for the uh, Penguins. Everybody else is healthy for the uh, Jets. They're relatively healthy too, with one, of course, major exception, and that's Nikolai Ehlers, who of course remains out. He's on long-term injured reserve with the knee injury suffered from that really cheap play, cheap hit, if you will, by Dmitry Orlov of the Washington Capitals uh, earlier this week. Um, so obviously they miss him quite a bit. Jets, and again, winnable game yesterday against Boston, but uh, couldn't find a way to beat Rask. Rask started that game so shaky, but he really got it going later on as the game went on and played very well, hoping uh, leaving Winnipeg stuck at two goals in that loss yesterday. Tricky spot here for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, for sure. Like I said, been on the road for a while. It's back-to-back here. Eric Comrie, probably going to be the starting goalie here for the uh, Winnipeg Jets today, considering it was Hellebuck uh, yesterday. Probably going to give him a rest. I would be shocked if that is not the case here. Um, As far as uh, these two teams in uh, day games, uh, so far uh, this season, I'm always interested, you know, when you're talking about teams playing uh, during the day, what's their record? Winnipeg's actually very good in day games, four and one, Pittsburgh one and one uh, in day games. But I believe the one win for Pittsburgh in a day game was at home. The game they lost was that Dallas game. I remember it. They were up two nothing in Dallas. They lost three, two. Uh, I still like Pittsburgh here. Uh, it looks like it looks. Oh, Hellebuck confirmed. Let me just uh, double check on that because a couple sites they were waiting. Yeah, it is Hellebuck. It is Hellebuck on a back-to-back here. Uh, Dave Lowry opting to go with Hellebuck, so uh, we'll see how that goes for him. Regardless, I like Pittsburgh team total over three and a half. We mentioned it. They've scored five-plus in three straight games. They're averaging 4.5 goals per game in the last 10. you got to think the Jets a little fatigued. I know they're going to be looking to end this road trip strong, but there's also the human element that comes in that says, hey, this is the end of this road trip. We go back home. Uh, to play Florida on Tuesday. That's a pretty big game uh, that maybe it's just not going to be that focus you need from the Jets in a spot like this. I think Pittsburgh just offensively too good right now for really anybody at the moment. They've been scoring goals in bunches. I like over three and a half. You can get that at minus 130 Pittsburgh team total. Uh, I like the full game over six as well. Uh, but I, I prefer the team total. That's the stronger opinion for me is the Penguins team total. But I, I like I like the over six a little bit as well. Um, Pittsburgh first period, maybe you jump on Pitt, Pittsburgh or Winnipeg a little bit early in the game. You can bet that around plus uh, one uh, forty uh, with the Penguins first period puck lines an option. Uh, first period over. I know Alex B. Smith. He'd appreciate me saying this. <laughs> He's the first period over king. But if you if you can stomach laying a buck forty five, a buck fifty. Uh, on that, the first period over, I think, has a good chance to get there. Really, there's a bunch of things I like, but uh, the, the two main bets for me are the full game over and even more uh, a stronger bet for me on the team total for Pittsburgh. 
uh, over three and a half. The rest of the th- uh, uh, recommendations I threw out there were just leans for me. Or rec- things I would consider, you know, maybe a first period puck line for Pittsburgh, maybe a first period over uh, as well. So that's what I'm looking at here with the uh, Jets and the Penguins, but mostly the full game over six and especially Pittsburgh team total uh, over three and a half minus 130. Uh, by the way, I'm going to make Pittsburgh team total over three and a half minus 130 my best bet. I want to mention that now just in case when we do best bets, uh, the uh, it, 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 that game has started already. So I will make that known right now. Pittsburgh team total over three and a half is my best bet for this Sunday NHL card. Uh, Ottawa and Columbus. We've got Columbus minus 130, a uh, home favorite, six and a half the total here, uh, pretty much across the board in this one. Um, I'm coming back to... I've, one of these days, Ottawa's going to win for me. I think today could be that day, even though it's a back-to-back for them. This is just me saying, Columbus, no, you can't be laying minus 150. And I actually took Ottawa here at plus 130. Uh, the price has come down a little bit now to about plus 115 is about the average price you can get on Ottawa now. I thought having Columbus minus 150 was just a little bit uh, insane. Uh, just a tad bit insane, uh, in my opinion here, for uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets in this game. We're talking about a Jackets team that just four and six in their last uh, 10 games coming off a 5-2 loss to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And really, when you look at Columbus's victories, you know, New Jersey, they did shut out Carolina. I still don't know how they did that, to be honest, in Carolina, but uh, they just haven't really been able to sustain it. They got pummeled by Florida. Uh, they barely, they, they did beat Philadelphia, but that's not saying much right now. Uh, and they lost to Pittsburgh five, two. So Anton Forsberg is going to be a net for Ottawa. He's not exactly a guy I trust. And he got pulled in his last start for the Ottawa senators, but he's playing his former team here. And he spent parts, not, not parts of, he did spend three seasons with the Columbus Blue Jackets organization. Part of that time was in the AHL, but a lot of it was in the NHL level too with uh, the Jackets. And there's always that little, you know what, you guys, you know, parted ways with me. I get to face you here today in this game, and I want to beat you. And Forsberg has all had those just spot starts here and there, handful of outings where he's risen up and played well. For the uh, Ottawa Center, for any for Ottawa net, but in particular, just in general, he's had those odd games here and there. He's just maddeningly inconsistent, but he's also had some games where he's played very well uh, for them. I get the sense he's going to be very fired up today to play a pretty solid game for the uh, uh, for the Ottawa Senators against a team that he played with for three seasons uh, about I would say four or five years ago when he was with the uh, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, again, Senators tough loss. Uh, you know, it's um, they, you know they did a lot of good things uh, in that game, uh, but definitely falling short three two to uh, Washington. This is a step down in class for Ottawa too. Strength of schedule is always something you want to have in the back of your mind. And when you look at who Ottawa's had to play lately uh, since the new year, since the turn of the new year, since January first, you know they played Toronto, they played Calgary, they played Edmonton, they played Pittsburgh, they played Washington. Uh, you know they've played. Pretty grueling schedule. Most of those teams pretty good. You know, they they did play Edmonton when Edmonton was struggling, but still, those are all teams that are at least in the playoffs right now or contending for a playoff spot. And now they get to basically take a little bit of a step down, in my opinion, here facing uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in this game uh, here. So I, I, I'm I'm taking them. This is again, you, you you can't just say you know what I lost with Ottawa against Pittsburgh. I lost with Ottawa 
last night in heartbreaking fashion against Washington. Now, all of a sudden, I, I've got to stay away from them. No, sometimes you've got to endure some pain and stick with what you think is right. And what I think is right is Columbus just shouldn't have been minus 150 uh, You know when this line opened. And it's come down, and people agree with me because now, of course, it's down to minus 130 now in Columbus. And I'm still going to recommend Ottawa here, uh, plus 115 uh, in this game. I think this is as good a, sh- a chance as any for the Ottawa Senators to get back in the win column. They've had some really tough losses. I mean, they deserved maybe a better result against Pittsburgh. They had the 2 nothing lead against Washington and lost in overtime last night. You know, they've deserved better results. Uh, they deserve, I think there's, they, they deserve more, uh, they, and they should have had more to show for what their effort and their performance of the last two games. So uh, I do like Ottawa here at the uh, plus price, even with the back-to-back here. Uh, against Columbus getting plus 115. It wouldn't surprise me to see Forsberg actually have a very good game in that. Pulled the last game. You know he wants to make amends for that and playing against his former team. I I just get that sense he plays well tonight and helps Ottawa to victory. Uh, Los Angeles, New Jersey. We've got uh, the LA Kings minus 140 uh, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, this is an interesting one. Kings on the road. Kings starting a road trip. Um and the, but the Kings just aren't very good on the road. That's the problem. A lot of their success has been at home. They're only seven and nine uh, on the road this year. Uh, they are starting a road trip. That's usually a good bet on spot. And they've had two days off. So, you know, it's they haven't been rushed. They can kind of, you know, get themselves acclimated being on the East Coast. It is back-to-back for New Jersey after the uh, 7-4 win last night over Carolina. Uh, but no travel. It's back-to-back home games for them, which should help and ease them just a little bit. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, carry over that success here. Like I said, very impressive. They had a bunch of different players step up offensively for them. I could see that carrying over here to this game a little bit for the uh, uh, New Jersey Devils. When you look at uh, L.A. Uh, this season, uh, on the road in particular, you've seen kind of their games sort of tighten up uh, on the road uh, for the most part. They they definitely, I think, try to play a little bit more uh, of a lower-scoring brand of hockey. They're 8-2-1 and one to the under the Los Angeles Kings in their last 11 uh, road games. So this is just a game I don't have a strong take on. I'm passing. Um, by the way, the Kings are going to have, obviously, one of their key cogs back here. It looks like Adrian Kempe, who has been on COVID protocol for them, uh, is going to be cleared from protocol and is expected uh, to be uh, in the lineup tonight for the uh, LA Kings. That certainly uh, would be a boost for them uh, if he is able to suit up and be on the ice here for the uh, Kings in this game. We're talking about a guy that uh, has definitely been uh, a key contributor here for uh, Los Angeles this year. Uh, you look at his numbers, uh, 17 goals, 7 assists, 24 points in 38 games for the Kings, cleared from protocol, likely will play uh, against the uh, Devils tonight. So that's definitely significant, a little bit of a boost here. Uh, for the LA Kings uh, going into this game. John Gillies got the start last night uh, against Carolina. Probably they go back to Mackenzie Blackwood, who is really still trying to figure things out. I mean, 13 saves on 17 shots, gave up four goals to Arizona uh, in his last start on Wednesday night. Uh, He's just not been sharp for the New Jersey Devils here uh, all season. And it just doesn't seem like he's turning that corner yet. So, uh, we'll see uh, maybe a Kempe goal scoring prop if he does play, because uh, I could see him uh, maybe getting on the score sheet. I, I don't want to lay minus 140 on the road with a team that's got seven road wins all year. I kind of lean L.A., but they just haven't been 
they just have not been good enough, consistent enough on the road for me to lay at minus 140, minus 150 in some spots too with LA right now in this game. Uh, so I'm going to pass on this one. We'll move to Florida and Seattle. We've got uh, Florida minus 240 road favorites here, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, speaking of totals, uh, t- uh, speaking of the word total, uh, Seattle got totaled uh, on Friday night by the uh, St. Louis Blues, five nothing in favor of the uh, St. Louis Blues. I know uh, several of us liked St. Louis in some form in that game. Uh, they got it done, the Blues, with the 5 nothing win uh, over Seattle. Uh, Seattle gets the two wins against Chicago and San Jose, but they finally uh, step, they step up in class. They face a really good team and back to the losing ways again uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. And that's really what this boils down to. You know, Seattle, it's hard to say, you know what, Seattle? Go out there and beat one of the best teams in the NHL. They just have not put together that resume of being able to do that. And it is what it is. I mean, it's a tough spot for them. They don't have the forward depth necessary to trade goals with other teams. The defense, which was supposed to be what was going to keep Seattle competitive in a lot of games this year, and the goaltending, which was expected to keep Seattle competitive in a lot of games this year, has not been anywhere close to as good as we were as I'm sure they were hoping for. Even I thought they'd be a pretty sturdy defensive team, and that hasn't been the case, especially when they played good competition. Now you got to play Florida here uh, in this game. Uh, at the end of a road trip, though, I do want to point that out. At the end of a road trip where, you know, w- uh, Florida has won now the last two games of this road trip, it does kind of feel like this is a s- slough-off spot, a sleepwalk spot. You're going back home to sunny Florida warm Florida after this uh, road game in Seattle tonight. Will Andrew Brunette have his team focused to finish this road trip strong? It's a legit question uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers tonight. They obviously should take care of business here uh, in this game tonight, but it's just a dubious spot. You know, at the end of this little four game road trip that went through Calgary, they lost that first game, but they bounced back to beat Edmonton six, nothing. And then they beat uh, a very depleted shorthanded Vancouver team, two to one. Uh, in a shootout uh, on Friday night. Um, to me, this is just a a, a tricky, tricky spot here for uh, the uh, Florida Panthers at the end of this road trip against a team that might not excite them. However, just as I say that, you know, I look back and see that these teams played November 27th in Florida and Seattle beat Florida four to one uh, in that game. And I remember that. You're right. It was a bit of a stunner. Seattle uh, played well against Florida in that game. And Florida was playing some really good hockey at that time, just like they've been for the last month. And Seattle kind of put the uh, kibosh on that, at least for uh, one night uh, in that game. Played very well in, in that 4-1 victory. Uh, Jordan Eberle got a couple of goals. Uh, and uh, it was Chris Drieger, I should point out, in net for the uh, Kraken. And it was Spencer Knight in net that night for the uh, Florida Panthers. I would think it's going to be Grubauer and Bobrovsky here uh, tonight in this matchup. Uh, That's my assumption at the very least. Uh, They went with Spencer Knight against Vancouver in that Spencer versus Spencer battle uh, with the uh, Panthers and the uh, Canucks uh, because it was a back-to-back after being in Edmonton. So I'd expect Bobrovsky in net this time around for the uh, Panthers. Probably will be Philip Grubauer here for the uh, for the uh, Kraken, uh, Bobrovsky was terrific in that game against the Oilers, especially in the first period when the Oilers were pouring it on in that game. Uh, he was a brick wall. He just made that uh, zero stand up for Edmonton. They couldn't put a puck in early, and that's what allowed Florida to gain some traction and eventually win that game. 40-save shutout for goalie Bob 
uh, in that game uh, against uh, Edmonton uh, earlier this week. So he played well uh, in that game. And uh, to be honest with you, Bobrovsky, for the most part, had a bounce back season. And his form lately in particular, very solid uh, since the mid part of January. He's given up just five goals in his last four starts uh, that he's been in net for the uh, Florida Panthers. So definitely playing well in net. We'll see if Sam Bennett comes back as well. It's important to see what his status is because he missed the uh, last game. And Patrick Hornquist as well might miss this game as well for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, keep an eye on the status for both of these guys. They both did not play Friday. We'll have to see uh, if either of those two forwards, Bennett and Hornquist, uh, are able to return for the uh, Florida Panthers here. Uh, obviously, these are uh, teams that are uh, you know, these, this is a Florida team that's got plenty of depth, even if Bennett and or Hornquist don't play. I mean, Barkov, Huberto, Sam Reinhardt stepped up. Anthony Duclair has been terrific this year. Uh, Carter Verhage, uh, Owen Tippett, uh, and, you know, uh, you just go on Anton Lindell. I mean, it's just a team that's got enough forward depth to withstand a couple absences, but obviously it would still prefer having them. Uh, on the ice for this game. I'm going to stick with Florida here, team total. I'm going to do what I did with Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the team total here. It's three and a half minus 140 uh, with the Florida Panthers team total over three and a half. That's the way uh, I'm going to go here uh, in this matchup here between the uh, Panthers and the Kraken. Uh, I think the Panthers get to four goals. I think there's, while it's the end of a road trip, that's they've won two of the three. Sometimes that's a spot where the team kind of, I don't want to say mails it in, but you don't get their best focus performance. They want to get it back home, especially when you're talking about a warm weather place like South Florida. But Seattle did put one on Florida earlier this year, four to one. And I think Florida might want to pay them back a little bit. And maybe they have that uh, uh, ability to do that here on the road. So uh, that to me is the way I would go. Cause I don't want to lay minus two forty. I don't want to lay a puck line bet here with Florida. Uh, four to ask them to get to four goals. And again, we saw Seattle give up five to the St. Louis blues. And really that's been the, uh, the, the usual here, the norm here for the Seattle Kraken is the good teams have been able to really light them up for a lot of goals. Colorado scores four against them. Vancouver scores five against them. Calgary scores six against them. Uh, Dallas even scored five. Colorado scored four. St. Louis again, five the other night. So I think Florida can get to four goals. So I'll go Panthers uh, team total over three and a half here in this one. All right. Final game of this Sunday card, St. Louis Blues, Vancouver Canucks, St. Louis minus 170 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Canucks, I'll tell you what, give the Canucks credit. Um, really battled hard the other night against Florida for as much of the uh, for as depleted and shorthanded as they were. You know, I thought their effort was very, very commendable against uh, Florida. Two to one shootout loss. They battled the Panthers really tough. They dug in defensively. They played a very tight, conservative, tight checking style of play. And I think that's probably the, the way they're going to have to play right now. And probably they will play that way tonight uh, against the uh, Blues with Thatcher Demko still out on protocol, Connor Garland, Bo Horvat, JT Miller. Uh, you're talking about Demko and Halak, both likely. Uh, unavailable again tonight here for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. At least right now, it sure looks that way. Uh, Demko, they said he will at least miss Friday's game. Halak in COVID protocol as well. So um, you're looking at if Demko's not cleared by tonight, and they actually still are thinking he could get cleared by tonight in time to play. But if he doesn't, we're going to be looking at Spencer Martin again uh, tonight in net for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And Martin played well. 
He really did. I thought his effort was strong. You know, he was fighting for loose pucks. He was his rebound control was pretty solid. Uh, there were a lot of things to like in terms of the way the um, um, the way the um, Vancouver Canucks played uh, in that game. The way Martin played, the way um, the way uh, the way Martin played, the way the team played in front of him was very very solid as well uh, in that game for the uh, Winnipeg uh, for the. Uh, Vancouver Canucks in that game. Uh, so when I look at it here with Winnipeg uh, going into this game, uh, or I look, I see it with Vancouver. I got Winnipeg Pittsburgh on in front of me here. That's why I'm saying Winnipeg, Winnipeg, and they just scored. So uh, my apologies, Vancouver. It's Vancouver versus um, St. Louis. We want to get that uh, cleared away right now. Uh, that's what we're talking about. But look, I thought Vancouver did an, as good a job as you could ask for in a tough spot with who they were without. You know, key players, their captain. JT Miller's been great lately. You didn't have him on the ice. They, they at least still have Pedersen, Besser, yeah, and and Hoaglander and uh, Pod Colson. And they've still got a bunch of their um, key forwards that uh, are impactful for them. But when you look at it, those are a key personnel that it's hard to replace. And Demko was playing terrific. You don't have him. And they just committed to, you know what? We got to help Spencer Martin out. He's a journeyman goalie. Let's give him every opportunity to be successful and the way we do that is we we play good sound defensive hockey in front of them they did that in that last game they're gonna have to do it here because they welcome in st louis who are just lighting it up right now uh this is the probably the best offensive team i've seen out of st louis in years you look at what they've done they have scored five goals in three consecutive games entering this one five against toronto five against nashville five against seattle man this is going to be a test here for the Vancouver Canucks defensively, can they play as tight as they did against Florida? Can Spencer Martin make the saves he was able to uh, in that game against the Panthers? But we did see Vancouver put the clamps down for the most part, even though they lost. You know, they only gave up two goals, and really they only gave up one goal because it was a shootout uh, the other night uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers. They really only gave up one goal in regulation and overtime uh, combined uh, in that game uh, on Friday night. It was a very impressive defensive game against one of the highest scoring, most potent offensive teams in the NHL. Can they duplicate that? Because at least in terms of recent form, like the last few games, St. Louis has been one of the higher scoring teams in the NHL. They've been very good uh, in terms of being able to uh, score goals. I like the balance they have. Buchnevich has made a difference, although I don't think he'll play tonight. Uh, there's a chance he'll miss this game because uh, he actually he did play Friday night. So there is a chance he uh, ends up playing uh, tonight. We'll see. Uh, he actually won't be eligible to play against the Canuck, uh, against the uh, Canucks tonight due to his a positive test for COVID on January 14, making him ineligible to enter Canada for 10 days. So there you go. Uh, that's why he's out tonight. I was like, wait a minute, didn't he get cleared? But no, it's the, the rules for crossing the border and cross-border travel. So that's what's going to keep uh, Pavel Buchnevich out tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So, yeah, that'll hurt a little bit, but you still got O'Reilly, Shen, Tarasenko, Perron, Jordan Kyrie. I'm mean, going down the list. It's, a, it's a, like I say, this is the best team in terms of offensive firepower that I've seen out of the St. Louis Blues in some time. I do lean St. Louis in regulation a little bit here. Um, Vancouver, can they really do it again with this depleted lineup? play well once again in front of Spencer Martin, if indeed uh, he is the uh, starting goalie tonight for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. That remains to be seen. Again, I want to wait till closer to puck drop. This is the late game tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. So I want to wait to see what the lineups are. I want to wait to see who the starting goalie goalies are, especially for Vancouver. Is it going to be Spencer Martin again? Or 
do they actually get Thatcher Demko cleared off COVID protocol in time for this game? So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, but right now I'm leaning a little bit here, at least to St. Louis and regulation. And I'd be a little bit pumping the brakes on, you know, five and a half. You know, I usually knee jerk toward make a case for the over when I see a five and a half, but Canucks really want to play a tighter tight game. And they, they drag Florida into a tight, low scoring you know, low event type of game on Friday night. And you know they're going to try to do that here tonight uh, with the uh, St. Louis Blues as well, with who they're without in the lineup right now uh, as well. And uh, we'll see who St. Louis goes with in net because, to be honest with you, Billy Huso's the hot commodity right now. It's not Jordan Bennington who has given up four goals or more in three of his last four starts. It's Billy Huso. Yet, Bennington is projected. Uh, on a lot of different websites right now. So keep an eye on that. I think Huso might be the guy to go with right now for the Blues because he has just been played, uh, he's played terrific hockey the last few games. So again, a lot has to be determined with starting goalies in the lineups before I lock anything in. But right now, leaning at least to St. Louis in regulation around even money. All right, great stuff. That is the Sunday card before we uh, wrap it up. Uh, and the best bet is um, already started. So you know what I'll do? I'll give you another best bet from one of the late games. I'll think about it while I uh, tee up DraftKings uh, right now, and we will uh, give you another best bet for uh, some of the later games taking place. But speaking of DraftKings, it is NFL Divisional Playoff Sunday today. Your last chance to uh, get in on the divisional round action in the NFL playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, uh, you can still get in on the action in the divisional round today and play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds. Uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use promo code THPN. All right. Best bets now for this uh, Sunday uh, NHL card. Uh, again, we've got three games to choose from. Um, I'm going to, by default, it's got, it's going to, for me, it's going to be Florida team total uh, over three and a half. We'll go with that uh, for a uh, best bet for the remaining part uh, of the Sunday uh, NHL card, Florida Panthers team total over three and a half. I just don't trust the Seattle team to shut down any high powered offense or any of the uh, elite level teams in the NHL. They just haven't done that consistently. Uh, we saw five goals for St. Louis against Seattle. I went through all the teams that have scored at least four against Seattle lately. Dallas, Colorado, go on down the list. A bunch of teams have gotten to at least four goals against this team. Florida with the firepower to do that. And Florida may not look past Seattle, even though it is the end of a road trip after losing at home to the Seattle Kraken 4-1 to one, uh, earlier this year. So uh, Florida Panthers team total over three and a half. Best bet for me on this Sunday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. I appreciate it. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. 
on YouTube for those of you joining us if you haven't done so already. And a reminder, The Ice Guys is live Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download The Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download The Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.